Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at you're listening to Nobody's Listening with your host, James, and a guest host he's just using to cover for his brother. Hey, how you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, a podcast where we tell funny life stories and hope you will do the same, wish you will do the same want you demand by god that you do the same this is episode 47 brought to you the week of december 10th 2007 i'm your host my name is james and i'm joined by guest host repeating contender guest host t-roosh from the forums that's right dadgummit i do the announcing here i don't i didn't know i thought there was a dramatic pause my bad there was going to be but unfortunately Hi, this is Nobody's Listening, <laughs> and I'll be solo casting tonight. Click. <laughs> anyway, you guys remember T. Roosh. He's the one, if I recall correctly, that uh, maced his pregnant spouse in the face with mace. Am I correct? No means no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's right. That was dude. Uh, oh, man. He was the... Uh, your story. See, no, now... No, that was it. That oh. was it. <laughs> Don't do that to me, dude. <laughs> I said no means no. Yeah, so that means no. No, I got spray face, sprayed in the face with mace. <laughs> then say yes. It's a big kid's reference. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm, I, your, your, your references are so arcane and so cool, uh, apparently, that I'm they're on to, a different level than I can ever imagine. I'm off to a bad start. That's okay. Let's just do this. What's been going on? Here's your weekly update. It's my. It's my life. It'll be whoever's life I say it is. It's my show, dadgummit. Hey, uh, hey, Tom, uh, T, Sir. as I like to call you, uh-huh. uh, what, what, what's what been going on the last seven days? It's pretty worthwhile, pretty worth telling. Um, Anything cool? Well, I I got a kind of a behind-the-scenes look at a funeral setup, and uh, it's it's going to sound a little bit morbid, but... When the uh, I saw some guys in the church moving the casket around, and yeah. th- they were trying to get it lined up and stuff on the little table, and they were kind of just <laughs> they were kind of just banging it around and popping hips and stuff into it. It was really uncomfortable to watch, so I got it on my phone's camera. <laughs> it was so disturbing and so horrifying. I just had to capture it so I could be disturbed again yeah. later. Yeah, and my my phone doesn't have a lot of range, so I was about four feet in front of the guy just taking pictures while he was doing it. <laughs> Yeah, and I figured, you know, my kids aren't deranged enough, so come on, let's gather around Daddy's cell phone. Let's watch yeah. this dead guy get bumped around. Well, yeah. You know, it is a different world when you're when you're on the back end, behind the scenes of funerals. I've done it myself several times, being yeah. being a El Pastor. Uh, you, you, it's not as uh, it's I don't know, I don't know. It's not quite like uh, what's that movie, <laughs> Waiting or whatever, where the waiters are doing gross things to your food waiting to exhale yeah something like that but it's um but it's definitely not all solemn especially when you make a fool of yourself in front of a bunch of mourning people 
Mm-hmm. But uh, so that that was it, huh? Well, yeah, it's it's been a pretty uneventful week. You know, people are just uh, not living anymore, and I'm just trying to do my job. Gosh, the, you know, funerals always do seem to come in threes. It is true. I've heard that, and it is it's very true. Oh, but you know, you know what was really cool? Uh, the the first the first funeral was actually like a traditional Mexican funeral. Okay. And uh, and so the whole thing was done in um, uh, let's say Spanish. Yeah. And uh, and I thought it was really cool. And I don't know. It's I don't know how tight, but I understand. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the pinata was really freaky. But, oh um, yeah. Okay. No, but the uh, they at, at the end I don't know how many people would be interested to know this, but at the end they gave a um, a salvation call in Spanish, and I, I, it sounded really beautiful in my opinion, and I just. I was uh, I'm trying to f- Google it and see if I can learn it. Well, did you get saved? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so Dude, it I'm wasn't a, that I'm great. A, I'm a children's pastor. No, I didn't get saved. Of course not. You know, I hear it helps your ministry a lot, though. Um, yeah. Hey, I've got a few. So uh, I remember, well, last week I told them I didn't have any, and it's because I couldn't remember it. And this week I did. I was in a bathroom. I was going to the bathroom here at the church, and uh, there was a mom outside the door, and she you know, she knew I was the kid's pastor. So she's like, can you check on my son? He's in there, and he's he, he you need to make sure he washes his hands. So not only did I have the job of finding, corralling her son and making sure he's okay, uh, I have to make sure that he is he is washed. Well, anyway, uh, he's he's locked himself in the handicap stall, which is the playground of the gods. If you're if you're a little kid, and um, yeah. he's looking at me through the crack, you know, in the door, and the one you were just sure people were looking at you through when you were a little kid going to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, he's in there and he's kind of dancing around, so he's in trouble. I mean, he's done something bad. I don't know what. But I said, "Dude, have you washed your hands?" And he says, "Yeah, <laughs> I washed them in the toilet." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And I had him. I said, "Your mom's outside. You better go on in there." Seriously, did you wash your hands? Yes, I did. And so I checked the sink after I did my business, and the sink is surprisingly dry. And and as a test market, I went ahead and washed my hands. And I'm a full grown man, and I splashed water all over the place. So I'm thinking, <laughs> you know what? If I had to do this, this little guy who can't had to jump every. Every time he wanted to touch the water, he surely did not wash his hands. So I go and I'm like, you know, hey, ma'am, uh, you know what? Your your son uh, probably didn't wash his hands. He told us he did. He probably didn't. He goes, yes, I did. I told you I washed him in the toilet. And I realized at that moment, homeboy wasn't making a joke. He had done his business, hopefully flushed it, and then <laughs> washed his hands in the toilet bowl. So there you go. Kids do the darndest things, don't they? Uh, yeah. But uh, the that was last week. So this week's is um, we had a staff board dinner here at the church this week, and um, instead of doing the typical boring, let's eat, open presents, exchange gifts, go home, we decided to add games. And instead of just board games, me and my friend, uh, we bought our Wiis and we plugged them into these massive projectors and projected these massive images up on the wall. We went and got some extra controllers. And so we're showing these old folks how to play, you know, bowling on one of them and then tennis on the other. I actually brought my Guitar Hero and Guitar Hero 2 out and we hooked that up into a widescreen high def monitor. And it was just, it was awesome. Turn the lights out and, and there is nothing better than seeing a 75 year old man playing a brand new video game 
It was awesome. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. But uh, then came the questions of these people that have never really gamed before. And one lady in particular has got me cornered, and she's like, okay, now, how does this work? You know, because she's just she's enthralled with this, and she wants to get a Wii. And she's like, so these games, um, are they, because she's looking at the two Wiis, are they separate? And I'm like, no, 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 they, they come with the game. They're on the game. And uh, she says, okay, so it's like a DVD. And I was like, yeah, kind of. I mean, it's a disc. You pop it in, and, and you you play the game. She's like, okay, well, how much is it? I'm like, 250 bucks, give or take, but they're really hard to find. That's really expensive. And at that moment, I realized she thought I was talking about a disc that you could put in a DVD player and play, because I'd been using words like remote, as far as she knew. I was actually saying Wiimote, but she probably thought I had a speech impediment and didn't want to call it out. Um <laughs> So she was kind of blown away, and I'm like, no, no, ma'am, that's the game, the box, the whole thing, you know, that little gray thing that's sitting up that doesn't look like it's bigger than anything, that is the whole game. And she said, oh, because that was like a very expensive DVD, and I'm like, yeah, it would have been. But uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. And so, you know, on one hand, the night was a success. On the other hand, um, I I should have had some sort of mediator, moderator person that could have come along and and helped explain, you know, like like a Nintendo representative, maybe those two guys that show up at your door and say, we want to play, you know, that kind of thing. And then they could have explained it. I don't know. Well, at a a church, they would have to bow and say, we would like to pray with you. That's yeah. exactly what they would have said. Let me, and uh, on, let me add, add to your toilet story there about the kid washing his hands. Yeah. I was actually, I was actually at a uh, at a hospital this morning, and uh, one of the ladies and that works with my children's department, she was getting some sort of kidney thing going on, and. Um, and one of the guys, there was about 35 of us that came in, and the lady that was sitting at the desk saw, like, it was it was pretty much 25 Hispanic people and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they all cracked the joke, this is our brother. Um, but uh, one of the guys went in to use the restroom, and the toilet wouldn't stop flushing. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're all sitting out there in the waiting room, and the whole thing just sounds like a waterfall, and everybody's laughing about it. And the guy was red-faced, because we were like, dude, what were you doing in there? And, uh, and they had to call maintenance, and people that were, the waiting room was packed. And uh, and they had to call maintenance, and people were kind of just like hopping up and down doing the potty dance. So it was pretty funny. Aww. But uh, <laughs> so he might have washed he might have washed his, his his shorts or something in there and got stuck. I don't know. Who but. knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what people are doing in bathrooms these days? That's why I don't go in there. I just hold it until I get home. Uh, real quick. Up next, news E and. Okay, he lied. It's only news this time. We're doing things a little out of order, and I forgot the tag actually had uh, the stinger had the E and V mail in there. Our sponsor this week is Dauphin. Um, his, his message is, happy birthday to my wonderful wife of 11 years and mother of my two nuggets. I hope that they make... They will make me laugh as much as the real McCoy does when they get bigger, or at least I hope they stop drooling so much, Dauphin. So, Dauphin, thank you for sponsoring the show, and uh, you too can sponsor an episode of Nobody's Listening by going to nlcast.com, click on Sponsor Us, and for only $5, you can have a message read, you can have your blog pimped, whatever you'd like, and you also get a button out of the deal. It's a pretty cool deal, and it's only 5 bucks. So check that out. Um Happy birthday, Mrs. Dauphin. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Actually, it would be Mofin. 
And now, Mof- yeah, no, it would be Mofin. Trust me, I know what Dofin means. He told me, but he doesn't want me to tell anybody. It's D of N, right? Yeah, yeah. It's daughter of of destiny. I don't know what it is. Um. Anyway, it's our fiftieth episode coming up pretty soon. One big old fat year, and uh, we're. Re- I'm really excited about it. I would say we to make us sound like a corporate entity, but we're. Just, it's just me now. <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited about it, and we're having our first real contest. You can win a free nobody character uh, from DrawYourPicture.com, which again is just me. Um, but uh, find a favorite clip from a past show and uh, clip it out using a free audio program like uh, I don't know uh, Audacity at Audacity.com. Save it as an MP3 and send it to us. The contest, of course, is limited to the continental U.S. and Canadian residents only. So, again, that's uh, Canada's pants and America's hat. Uh, but we'd love to, uh, you know, if we're going to pick basically one big old MP3 clip, we're going to play them all on this 50th episode. And uh, But uh, if you'd like to send that in, there's more information on the contest at NLCast.com. And then lastly, we'd love to get your uh, recorded uh, segments or call-ins about your favorite moments uh, with nobody's listening. You know, moments that you embarrassed yourself listening, moments that you threw up listening, <coughs> moments that you decided not to listen anymore. That would be awesome. So that's pretty much our news for today. And uh, you know, it, fe- it feels like it feels like you're always giving, James, and you're such a giver. And I think that this contest is just a chance for people to give back to you. Aww. You know, but I'm just, bribing them even even then. I'm giving. Because I'm trying to give away a free nobody, sixty-five dollar value. Yeah, but it's. I think. I think it's. It's always good to hear uh, when people like what you're doing and when they appreciate you. And I just, you know, I just feel like I want to give back sometimes. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I could tell I brought a tear to your eye. I see you, know, you on stick cam. <laughs> I, it's. You know what? The only thing I could think of to do is this. <laughs> I'll teach you. It's the featured story now. (laughs) All right, it's time for the feature story. You heard the man. He wasn't lying this time. Uh, T. Roosh, take it away, buddy. Okay, so uh, I'm going to take an opportunity to just go back about seven years in my life. Um, The entire time I was thinking about this story, I was doing some research on the Internet, and uh, I had to pull my feet up onto the couch so they weren't on the floor. Um when I when I just moved down to Texas, it was about I don't know seven years ago from my senior year of high school. Uh, I moved down from Connecticut. It was really really uh, a big. It was a culture shock because everything was a lot slower and it was a lot hotter. And um, soccer season. I, I'm a big I'm big into soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, played my whole life. Um, and uh, the soccer season was the second season during the school year. And so I wanted to stay in shape. And so I joined the cross country team. And um, you know, people down in Texas, they pretty is much there a run cross every- country season. Uh, is that the yeah, first I, season? I'm not being it, silly. I'm I'm really. It was. I don't know anything you know, about sports. You know, uh, are you kidding me? Look at you. You're the pinnacle of health. Yeah. Um, Donut lifting. <laughs> uh, no, I I think so. Cross country used to be the second season um, because it's winter comes like earlier up mm-hmm. in Connecticut. I don't. Do I don't they put know. Out I, bleachers for cross country. <laughs> They're on wheels and they have they pull them around. So <laughs> behind a tractor or an ATV. Hold on to follow all the runners. It's one of the um, sports that truly are more fun to watch than to do. I would imagine, though. It's one of those sports where you run alongside them, so you're pretty much com- com- competing along with them as you watch. Every time I think um, of of cross country, I think of uh, the entry, the beginning of Paper Chase. 
So it was a show back in the eighties, and I don't even know that I ever watched it. But it was people running. So I don't know. I know Paperboy, but I'm not familiar with Paper Chase. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, sorry. Continue. Anyway, so um, this story is going to take a real, real quick turn. So I joined. I joined the cross country team to stay in shape, and um, I'm not. I'm not really in that sort of uh, shape to run around. And we go, we get into a bus and we drive about a half hour away from the school to a park called Claiborne Park. Stalkers. And, um, stalkers, yeah. Well, I'm not there anymore. Oh, okay. Um, stalkers. Yeah, now, now I'm at. Uh, and so we went running and I tried to keep up with the varsity guys because uh, I was a senior and it would be embarrassing to hang out with all the freshmen, of course. Yeah. And, um, especially when you're the fresh- same height as them. It's terrible. Yeah. That's true, and especially when they're always trying to take your lunch money. Right. And so, and so, I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep up with the big boys, and I keep up with them for a little while, and we're running through the woods, and just in a place I don't know. I've only been in Texas for about a week and a half, um, and Robin I get lost. Running through the forest. Hooting, nanny, hooting, nanny. Golly, what a day! <laughs> and so I keep running through the forest, and I get lost, and they slowly but surely they're taking um they're getting more and more space between me and them and i'm just sweating and by now i've taken my shirt off oh. and st- stalkers <laughs> and, <laughs> no more problems with stalkers <laughs> now you know exactly where i'm at i'm the guy without the shirt on and uh and so i take my shirt and i just you know tie it around my back or whatever like a cape i don't know what i did i don't recall um and so i'm running through the forest trying to find my way back now i've never like I said, it was a big culture shock in Texas. Never been here. Everything's bigger in Texas. You've, you've heard it said. I promise yeah. you it's true. Um, I, just had, I just had a quarter pounder that, that was actually a half pounder today. But I'm and, uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Uh. And, uh, and so I'm running through the forest. And as I'm running, bear, you know, remember, it's really important. It's nasty to think about it, but it's real important that you remember that I don't have a shirt on. Um, <laughs> don't think about it folks don't think about them nips flopping in the breeze uh and so and so i'm running um and i'm glistening ah. and, as I, and, and as i run i feel like i run through a big wall of dental floss oh gosh a and, spider and i and i feel and like you a said thump. bigger and I feel a thump. Oh yeah, this is this is the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. I feel a thump, and and I look down at my chest, and there's and there is spider webbing thick like dental floss wrapped around my entire body, and the spider, the size of my hand. I swear to you, not. I, you can go online. I have a picture of it right in front of me. It's called a black and yellow argiope. A r g i o p e. I think those they have those in Florida. Yeah, yep, and they have them, and apparently they have them in Texas and on me, oh. and and so that thing hit me, and its back was stuck to me while its legs were facing out, <laughs> but it was trapped, <laughs> but it was trapped between me and the web. So it's it's like ET in the front of the basket, like <laughs> yeah, exactly what I wouldn't have given for some Reese's pieces at that point in time, <laughs> and, and so this thing is stuck to me, and I look down and just. Take your take your your right hand and put the palm, the back of your hand against your chest mm-hmm. and then just wiggle your fingers like a spider <laughs> and and it, just picture me it's doing like that really, but I do have a it's like a really bad Christmas sweater just <laughs> <laughs> and and it's stuck there and I can't get rid of it and 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 I'm swatting at it desperately like but I don't want to touch it and so I'm just swinging my hands frantically and screaming <laughs> like but I don't want to touch it and so I want it like off a little me. girl. <laughs> 
I, I was screaming in the, you know, uh, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? Oh. If, if I scream in the woods, I promise you it makes a noise. <laughs> and, uh, and I finally swatted it and it fell to the ground and kind of did one of those real like robotic flip overs and scurried off into some leaves. Uh-huh. And so obviously I turned around and ran the other way. Um, <laughs> I, and, uh, so, so I'm running, trying to find my way back. Like I said, I'm lost. And as I keep running, I keep noticing that there's more on the path in front of me. Everywhere I go, it's like I'm getting more and more lost. Mm. And so uh, I, I'm running, and I see a spider web, and finally I'm like, I, I have no choice but to go under this to try to get back. You know, I'm trying to follow my manly nature compass instincts. Yeah, um, we all have it. My true north, I think, is a little bit off. And uh, so I'd step under this one spider web scared as all get out that it's going to jump off me like the other ones had somehow magically communicated with that one he's coming you know <laughs> and, uh, and so I scoot under well, they got, it they heard it on the web <laughs> <laughs> anyway continue oh uh, it's an internet joke uh, and so I and so I keep, and so I turn around to walk away from that one, and I find that I'm smack dab between two of them that are like three feet apart. Smack dab, baby. And, and now, now I'm in like a giant deadly spider sandwich, and I, you know, I freaked out. I ducked under, and I just kept running. Finally, I realized that the best thing to do was just move as fast as I can because I figure I can probably outrun a spider, mm-hmm. you know. And so I grab the biggest tree branch that I can, and I hold it in front of me like like an army man holding a flag. <laughs> <laughs> and I waved, and I just run while I'm waving that branch up and down, and I'm and I'm making this noise the whole time. You're like a giant spider harvester. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, and so like I'd get maybe a hundred yards, and I'd have a big like cotton candy size thing <laughs> full of webbing and spiders just crawling out. Of, ugh. And and so Take I would throw bite. that one. <laughs> and so I would throw that one down and pick up another branch and start running again, and it was. And so long story even longer. I get to the edge of this trail and I finally see the I see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's like it's a Matt Redman song. I can see a light that is coming. And uh and so I get to the end of the the the, the trail and as I come out, I feel like I'm scot free and a moth flies right across my path mm-hmm. and lands and gets stuck on the sweat on my chest. Ah! And, and it is and it is flapping frantically trying to get free and Gosh. I think I might have died. And I think they might have had to brought me back to life, but I, I screamed louder than oh, I've ever dust screamed. Is coming off the wings and sticking to you. And it's you so know those gross. things. You know those things that you could buy at like the store, um, like at the the quarter machine, where if you throw it at the wall, it'll kind of crawl down. Yeah, yeah, the sticky monsters. That's, that's what I call. That's what that's what it was doing to my chest. Oh. And it was just it was one of the worst experiences of my life. And and when I pulled that. When I pulled that up on the internet just now to look at it, uh, I had to pull my feet off the ground and I hid under the couch cushions because oh. it was. I just I turned into a you know a girl real quick. I don't when like that spiders, man. I don't like them. And in Florida, we got the same deal. It's like the and if I'm right, I don't know if it's exactly the same species and all that, but these giant spiders will string webs between trees that are like 15 feet from each other across the path because those spiders have decided they want to eat us, apparently. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I don't know. I, I seriously don't know how they handle that. Do they do they attach to one branch, crawl down across, back up the other side to get it connected, or can they jump that far? Are they? You know, I seriously. I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, I want to know how these spiders do that. But what what we would do is constantly we'd be riding our bikes, you know, oh. around in our neighborhood, and we lived on. Three and a half acres, mm. and it was wooded. And man, we had just hit one of those things square in the face, stinking uh. spiders on your face. And they uh. would literally—I don't know if it was the strength, the tensile strength of the uh, of the webbing, or just the you know unbridled man. fear—but they, they would clothesline you. He's, he's, and, it fe- uh. and it felt like someone—it felt like somebody winged a stick of chapstick at your face, didn't it? Oh, oh, uh. oh gosh! And like then the you size just of can't get throat. it off. The stuff sticks to you, and it's just. It's horrifying, but the one thing that makes me happy about that story is that Spider got a little taste of his own medicine, being tangled <laughs> in his own web, sticking to you, you know. And uh, you know, you know, he just went home and blogged about it. Yeah, I was going to say there's Spider Cast, and they're they're telling <laughs> weekly update. Oh, I got stuck to this very sticky man. This is this is what I'm putting people through. I've got to rethink my life. I've got to I've got to evolve because this uh, is not working out for me very well. All those eyes and all those legs, and they just. They have wolf spiders down here in Texas that just sneak up on you. Ugh. Ugh. So, Mr. Roosh, how do, you, done with- how do you feel about taking me down from my natural habitat and taking me for a ride on your bare, nasty, stinky chest? Put me in a jar, will you? <laughs> with just, what was it, with just a stick and some grass. I was giving you an opportunity to interview and, and make amends with the spider, but that's okay. If you don't uh, want to role play, that's fine. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Start the whole podcast over. <laughs> Hi, this is over. Nobody's Listening, and my special guest is the spider. Hey, Rish. Hello, it's nice oh. to be here. Shut up, you stupid idiot. So, anyway, <laughs> that was an awesome story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Oh, i got to yeah. think of a cute title now. I don't know what to do with that. But uh, I, uh, I, I just know I hate spiders. When I watched um, Arachnophobia... I literally had a heart attack in there. When that giant spider crawled on him at the end of the movie, I was screaming and, and clawing at my own neck, trying to get imaginary spiders off of me. Because I can't oh. handle it in movies when tiny things have more weight than they should. You know, like oh, yeah. it's a fake thing. Like when Chucky would attack somebody, it's like, just throw him off of you. He's a tiny man. <laughs> He's levitating apparently on your neck with a with a just throw just toss him away. Just kind of just with your fingertips just shush him away. He's a doll, you know, even if he was flesh and blood near the last few, you know, he still weighs what? 40 pounds? Shush yeah. him away. And in 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 the in the in arachnophobia, this giant spider still still though. Giant spiders don't weigh very much. You know like you know when people are being chased by those like Freddy and uh, and Jason and all those guys, yeah. they're always they're, the the killer's always walking. So I'm like, why run and risk tripping? Just walk a few paces ahead of them until you can get the help. You know. Well, you know what? If you go, <laughs> if you listen to the behind the scenes on Shaun of the Dead, they they talk about they fill in some of the blanks of the movie, and one of them is when Shaun, um, when the idiot boy breaks open the window to the Winchester, and Shaun br- takes the zombies around the back, and he's going to give them the slip. Um, they fill in the blanks with some storyboards and he goes and runs around the corner and he runs and he turns around and he's lost them <laughs> all the zombies <laughs> so he has to run back and wait for them to catch up with him and then he then he'll take a few steps again and wait and it takes forever and that's why according in the movie why it took him so long to get back 
because he was it took him like 15 minutes to lead him away from the front door yeah, yeah. i thought that was hilarious and you know the thing you know the thing about spiders and when you talk about them and when you think about them or see them or whatever mm-hmm. even the even the littlest movement on the carpet anything that br- like a wind that brushes you your leg seeing them, yeah it's, yeah it, you just you just become instantly paranoid yeah so oh man we had chickens growing up i think i've mentioned that on other podcasts and possums were constantly getting in there and snakes especially the snakes would just get oh and yeah you couldn't see a water hose for for like a week without seeing a snake trying to get you so uh, I, I definitely, definitely can relate. Um, my wife, you know, every morning she has to roll over and look at me. And so every man she sees for a while just freaks her out, you know, for the same reason. <laughs> Poor thing. So uh, let's see. It's believe it or not, I'm going to play it again, but it's for a different reason now. Up next, news E and female. Okay, I gotta redo my segments because that's a big fat lie. What I'm gonna do is take a few uh, live calls if you would have them. You could call in right now to eight one six two nine eight zero eight two three. We're looking for stories, comments, input, questions, especially if it has to do with our topic today of uh, animal attacks, spider attacks, spider story, spider man, spider mouse, whatever you got. Just uh. Call it in, 816-298-0823. We're not going to wait very long, so if you want to call in, now's the time. Uh, while I'm waiting, I will give a shout-out to people in the chat room. I see we have 126, uh, 130, I'm sorry, 130 uh, lurkers. We have Dalcon. I see Fogs on there, a new guy. Frosty Two's back. Lauren's back. She wasn't here last week. Our moderator's full in effect, almost over her kidney issues. And uh, we have a new guy, Noir Nouveau. I know him in real life. Welcome. Sammy Cracker's here and The Real McCoy, amongst others. So uh, if you have a question, comment, or call in, now's the time. That number again, 816-298-0823. We're going to wait about 10 more seconds give you a chance to call in. And uh, then we're going to move on with the rest of the show. Spiders, man. Who'd have thought? Everybody's got a spider story. Everybody has I feel like a spider I really story. Got, I feel like I really got to sell this segment. Everybody's got a spider story. Well, surely. I, well, spiders start coming in when, this, when the weather changes. And we've had a few spiders coming into the, uh, to the house. And every time I squish one, I remember I'm not supposed to. Because somebody told me when I was a kid that... Uh, that they're bad. It's bad luck to kill a spider. That you're supposed to catch them and put them outside or something like that. Mm. Yeah. You know what? I, when I, when I catch them, but I catch them when they're not looking, and I catch them with the bottom of my boot. Eight one six two nine eight zero eight two three. Now, if we had roach stories, that would be that would be something else, man. I got roach stories. There's roaches in Florida. You could step on with a boot. And they go, hey, stop it. So they like move. They keep crawling. So uh, Lauren will tell you. All right, guys. One more chance. 816-298-0823. We don't have all night. If you're going to call in, you got to do it now. Where is my boy, uh, uh, the real McCoy? Where's he at when I need him? Oh, here we go. Hi, this is Nobody's Listening. Who's calling? Hey, Sammy. How you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. How are 
are you? Very good. Thanks for calling tonight. No problem. So, uh, what you up to? I just finished dinner, and I've got a story to tell. All right, tell it. Okay. Well, when I was about seven years old, my grandpa passed away. Aw. So, hmm. Yeah, mushy stuff. But <laughs> so we went up to uh to Illinois and did something at his house. I don't exactly remember. What you probably took all his stuff. was water and my mom had some cherry coke but she was being an evil dictator and did not want to give me any of it that's the way moms are man you have to get big and get your own yeah well I was only seven so that's true and your grandpa just died you thought you'd think she'd have had a little bit of mercy but it's okay yeah but uh and so I'm complaining because I don't want to drink water and my grandma being sarcastic says well there's some beer in the fridge <laughs> Well, because I was seven, didn't realize that she was joking. So I went into the fridge, grabbed a beer, cracked it open, took one drink of it, ran to the sink, and spit it out. Yes. It's pretty nice. It is, I think. Yeah. And so anyway, I left it down on the table, and a few minutes later, my mom screams, Who opened the beer? Without me. <laughs> and squeak up. And she's like, why'd you open the beer? And I was like. You have a massive mom. And so uh, my mom turns to my grandma and like, why'd you tell him to open the beer? My grandma's like, I was kidding. <laughs> my husband just died. I wasn't thinking clearly. Give me a break, you evil dictator. Your mom sounds really massive and giant and scary. At least, she, at least she has a proper funeral home uh, volume. <laughs> and, yeah, did this happen at a funeral home or at your house? Um, at my grandpa's house. Okay, good. That's that's one thing. You know, it wasn't your grandpa's house anymore, right? Um, Come on, let's 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 just let's break through this this barrier. This is going to hold you back. It's not your fault, Sammy. It's not your Sammy. fault. It's not your fault that he died. I know. Okay. He's, I think he's free. I'm trying to share the gospel of Kennison with you, Sammy. I'm trying to set you free. I, I understand. Okay. Well, don't drink any more beer. I'll try not to, but I don't know that stuff was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That'll scar now, you for life, dude. Now, was she mad? Because that's kind of like a like a family ritual, like, the ceremonial opening of the beer? Or? My, uh, my mom's boyfriend at the time, let me try some. For me. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch out for those boyfriends. They're uh, yeah. they don't really like you. They're there for your mom. So just just oh. keep your distance. All right, man. I got to let you go. My co-host is dying to talk, and he doesn't know that you can't <laughs> hear him. So I'll talk to you later, bud. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> Sorry, T. I uh, I can only talk to one of you at the same time. We we are we are a ghetto cast, and uh, <laughs> we only have but so much technology to go around. We are still taking calls. If you'd like to call in, 816-298-0823. Yeah, T, I don't know. I don't think um, I don't think that was a traditional thing. I'm, I'm getting the distinct impression that beer was not Grandpa's. It was Mama's, and uh, meaning the, the dictator mom, and she was very, very upset that somebody had touched her beer. Apparently, the, the death was you know taken pretty hard, and um, 
The only thing that was getting her through was that quote unquote <laughs> diet cherry coke there, you know. You gotta <laughs> so, you gotta you gotta wait till they read the weird the will before you start cracking open a brewski. Oh man. Yeah. Because that might have been in there. Hey, have you ever seen that uh, that movie Death to Smoochie? No, I have not. James uh, James Norton or whatever plays it. Ed Norton plays a uh, like a Barney type character, but uh-huh. he's a he's a rhinoceros and he sings one like kid friendly song called "My Stepdad's Not Mean, He's Just Adjusting." <laughs> Gosh, dude, I I could do a whole show on stepdads. Uh, oh, yeah, man. It, it did it did help me a lot to realize that that he wasn't there for me. He was there for my mom, and I was just extra. So it did help me understand things. I'm I'm pretty well adjusted. Well, I guess that's all our calls for today. Thanks wow. everybody for uh, calling in. All the all the dozens of fans that were trying to get through all at one time yeah. it was making it very hard to uh, to to get us through. But uh, we're glad that that's you did that. Um, yum, 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 yum. Now we got some email and voicemails. Um, I'm going to start with the first one from Randolph, and uh, then you can take the one from Frosty, okay? Sounds good. Here we go. This is Randolph from the forums. I'm the one from Dubai. (laughs) Dude, that's all you got to say, man. I would love to go to your country and see, because the internet on the internet looks really cool. Here's a story about the hell camp. Whoops. He tricked me into saying a bad word. Uh, It's not a bad (laughs) word when it's a place. Back in high school, we had this yearly camping event. It was very ROTC type of thing, so nobody was expecting to have any good time considering commanders bark orders every five minutes. Um, There were only 12 from our class who joined, including me. They elected me as a troop leader, blah, 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 blah. When we stopped, um, something about they had to take a lot of push-ups, okay? They had to do 50 push-ups. And they took their time counting them out. So at night we were called to assemble to oh wow to assemble by this annoying horn. So it was a very it obviously wasn't a typical horn like a ram's horn or something. It was an annoying horn. I ran yeah oh okay like one of those. I ran out of the tent as fast as possible trying to avoid some ropes that was holding the tents up. I jumped over one and my foot caught there on the next rope. I flopped towards the ground. I had to do ten push ups for that. <laughs> That's kindness. That's, yeah. Apparently, you have, you're lying. And this is one of those boot camps for discipline problem children. But it's okay. You can be honest on my show. We got to get through this together. Uh, during the bonfire, we were going to perform something. And the team decided to build a human pyramid with me on the top and sing, My Heart Will Go On. You could have just told the story about that. I was barely halfway through the course when we toppled over. Apparently, our arms were still exhausted from the push-ups. For screwing up, we were told to do another round of 50 push-ups on the Uh. commander's count in front of everybody. When I came home, I spent three hours in the bath to bring back the feeling in my arms. My mom was indifferent. I wanted her to sue the school. Cheers, Randolph. I feel your pain, buddy. Uh, That that whole thing about you, you don't have any arm strength. You fell down, so we're going to punish you by doing more push-ups. That's kind of like when your mom would tell you, don't you throw up eating those beans, or I'll make you eat some more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to choke them down then. All right, so let's see what Frosty has to say. <laughs> hey, real, real quick, I, I, didn't know what, I didn't know we were moving on to the next one. You know how Randolph did that story in the forums about the poopy pants? Yes. Yes, dude. There was there was one line in there that cracked me up. Now that we're, since we were on his email, he said um, uh, that the kid that pooped his pants didn't look like the kind of kid that would poop his pants. <laughs> yeah, he did. 
You guys, what is that person? you guys are going to have to get on the forums if you want to read. Look up poopy pants so you'll know what we're talking about here. I what sort of person does that look like? I, I know it. I usually don't pull in things from the forums because people don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we have we have like two thousand listeners and only about forty of them that get on the forums. But um, yeah, he told a great story. You got to go check that out. And and yeah, there are kids that look like they poop their pants. I there are. Anyway, uh, see, let's see what Frosty has to say. Frosty says, hello, James, and insert guest host here. This is Kat, a.k.a. Jenna, or Frosty from the forums, and I have an embarrassing story for you for my first week of high school. Now, where I live, my high school is very poor, I guess. We're like a hick school f- with a school farm and everything. Anyway, up until this year, there was a huge dirt hill. That's, that's what makes or breaks your school right there. <laughs> <laughs> Home of the dirt hill. We're the dirt we're the, that their football the fi- team's named after it. We're the fighting dirt piles. Yeah. <laughs> bury them. Yeah, bury the Trojans. That's that's their big theme. Up and the- over, guys. Up and over. They've finally put cement in, but you have to walk down it to get to the math classes. And like the second day of school, I was walking to my first period math class, and it was raining, and my heel broke, and I fell in the mud. So, is this a girl? Yes. Or is this? Or is, so he's wearing high heels. Yes. So it's a girl. Yes. Okay, so the heel on my shoe broke, and I fell in the mud, slid down the hill, and took out some poor, unsuspecting kid. <laughs> Who then joined her on her slide. Her and we both slid down the hill, and I had to go. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of school spirit involved in the story, though. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I had to go through the rest of the day covered in mud. Oh, that that kid did, too, but I didn't know him anyway. I hope you really like my story. I didn't. Well, I thought that was pretty. Anybody that falls down and gets mud all well, over them, that's a great The only thing that could have made it better is if she had peed herself on the way down, like my sisters do <laughs> when they fall. Uh, some people will remember the sisters show. All right. It says, hi, James and company. How I know how much you love cats. He he. Yeah, I love them. Love them as much as I love spiders. Anyway, I thought I'd share a story about one of mine. I've got two, Zelda and Casper. I feed her wet food once a day in the evening before I go to bed. So I've gotten used to her running in there with me. She'll even prop open the door with her body so I can't close the door. Well, one evening I go in the kitchen to get a drink from the fridge. I go back to the computer desk. We have a very small apartment. And um, I can see the top half of my fridge in my peripheral vision. Well, anyway, I see the door open. And then shut. And um, that's 10 minutes after I'd gone in there. I was a little creeped out since nobody was in the kitchen. So I got up and go in there and look. And lo and behold, Zelda had run into the fridge and opened the door briefly. (laughs) And she'd been shut in there ever since. I opened the door. She's all wet. Now, how did she get wet uh, sitting on the bottom shelf of a fridge? Um, anyway, she's in Canada. This is important, people. Well, that's where I keep the milk bags. Milk, milk bags. bags, people. In Canada, they have milk in bags. I had to talk to this lady, Sarah, several times to straighten this business out. But uh, apparently in Canada, they get their milk in bags, in three huh. bags inside of a bigger bag, and they put the bag inside of a pitcher, and they cut a little top off the top, and they pour their milk out of a pitcher. It's chaos, people. Canada is evil, and now I know why. They have their milk in a bag. <laughs> Stay away. But anyway. Is that like a ca- bum bag? <laughs> a butt bag, yes. Uh, anyway, she had managed to spill all three milk bags in her efforts to escape. She was soaked in milk. So this was like the cat equivalent of the time I drove through chips. 
I figure. This cat was in hell and in heaven at the same time. Um, Now, don't think me cruel. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So this is the day Zelda experienced her first bath. Now, don't think me cruel, because despite her unpleasant experience, she still tries to get into the fridge. Of course she does, because, you know, it's that temptation thing. It's a shower Uh of milk. There's milk bags in there. Just go get your milk from America. We have it in jugs. Cats, to my knowledge, have never mastered the milk jug. Hope you enjoyed my story. Hope it wasn't too long. I've attached a picture from that very moment. Aren't camera phones useful? Keep up the great work. Yeah, I got a cat, a picture of a cat in a bathtub. So it was a little <laughs> a little pornographic if I had been a cat. So I had to uh, had to repent. So anyway, can you can you imagine if a cat could figure out how to work a cow? <laughs> Gosh, They'll work a cow. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. So, so used. Okay, Luke. Dear James and whomever. Hey, whomever. I sound very Shakespearean right now. Yes, you do. I have a summer job at a scout camp. Needless to say, when you have a group of teenagers, mostly male, living together, things get weird. Actually, I don't, I don't get it at all, Luke. You'll have to explain that on the forums. <laughs> yeah, I don't live with a lot of men <laughs> as a rule. Uh, uh, I, give you one of, I give you one of the best visuals. Here we go. Is everybody primed for this one? We are not only allowed we are not allowed to have fireworks at camp, so we have to make our own Fourth of July celebration. My first year, one of the senior staffers stripped down to military fatigue pants, covered himself in aerosol bug spray, and lit himself on fire. <laughs> A human firework. Yeah, did it pop? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Uh, all it was very patriotic when he was rolling around yelling, "Help me, help me!" <laughs> For the love of God! <laughs> and nobody could hear him over the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Everybody had their hand over their heart. <laughs> Shut up, man! Stop! It's the Star Spangled <laughs> Banner. <laughs> Show some respect. Uh, he did this several times since the bug spray burns off too fast to burn you. He got more and more creative, spelling out "USA" in flames on his chest. <laughs> yeah, USA! <laughs> ah! <laughs> It's really the cool. Fun. It's so much the, cooler than a tattoo to have just scars permanently yeah. emblazoned on your chest. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 mess with the USA. What is it? Don't tread on me. Are you the uh, guy with the lightning scar on your forehead? No, I got USA <laughs> burned into my chest. Anyway, I'm the boy who lived to tell about it. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, the, he says that the fun only ended when his. The guy got a second-degree nipple burn. Ah! That's the second time nipple was said on this show. Oh, yeah. boy. We'd, we'd have to bleep it out if it was a first-degree nipple burn. Uh, of course, this didn't stop him from doing it again the next year. Hope this wasn't too long. Yeah, because you got an extra hand. nipple. That's why God gave you two. So you can go ahead and burn off the other one, too. Wait, we're supposed to have two? <laughs> Only two, yeah. Everything in Texas is bigger. Ah! Ah! Ah, you just found my weakness. Ah, <laughs> go want some pancakes. Ah, <laughs> ah, I can't stop. Image, go away. In the name of my Lord Jesus, go away. Okay, uh, okay. Me, Prayer works. I can't, no, I can't it doesn't. Help, <laughs> I can't help but think of that owl stop, on the Blow Pops commercial. Stop. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's like someone juggling plates <laughs> oh gosh okay oh my okay it's going away it's going away it's going away it's going away oh Metaphors lord are awesome. no they're devil talk rhiannon <laughs> she's gonna kill me rhiannon i said it right rhiannon she she spelled it phonetically for me she says ah 
like I did just a minute ago. She said, you thought I was a dude? I was, I su- <laughs> it was, she was the one that said the sexy loincloth thing. She says, I suppose I can forgive you. Sexy loincloth doesn't seem like something a girl would say, but it def- definitely makes the story that I told read last week something I probably wouldn't have read. But uh, great show. Don't do a Scottish accent ever again. <laughs> okay. I oh, won't. That's beautiful. And I forgot to mention, congrats for the new pair of tiny feet you're expecting. Yeah, I'm hoping that the rest of it comes too at the same time. I hate it when babies are delivered in parts. You know, when the head's on back order, it's just terrible. Less loincloths, more love, Rhiannon, say it with me, (laughs) from Scotland, or Rhiannon from the forums. Great. She didn't spell that phonetically, so now I'm going to get an email that I said her username (laughs) wrong. Um, That's unfortunately all the time that we have today. Um, because I think we read some of them last week. If yours didn't get read, we'll read it next week. I promise. We want to make some time for some voicemails. Here's our friend Parker. Hey, James, it's me again, Parker. I'm sorry I haven't called in a long time, but hey, I'm back. I'll give you my feedback for next week's show, and I may call back again. Bye. Yeah, anything Parker pretty much says, even if he's lying because he said he was going to call back, I'm going to play it. So there you go. This is from a new listener. His name is M, I believe. And uh, it's about a pen knife. Listen up. Hi, this is M. I'm in a band, and here's a story from my life. Years ago, I had an ink pen that, when pulled apart, had a knife blade inside. I was at a mall with some friends, and I slashed a fire with it for no good reason. A few minutes later, I was in, in the mall's arcade, and two security guards compelled me to exit the place of amusement. They told me they had cops on their way towards us and to hand over the knife. I kindly handed the pen knife over to one of the guards. Just as I was about to tell him how to expose the blade, he let out a deep sigh, ignored me, radioed the cops that were coming, and said, Never mind, it was just a pen. Dang it. So they let me go with a stern warning not to deface mall property. That day was the end of the beginning of my life of crime. I don't even think my mom knows. Later. Well, now she does, because everybody's mom listens to nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can relate to that story because I never got in trouble either. And um, anytime I ever tried to do anything sneaky or even slightly bad, I got busted so bad. And so uh, that would have devastated me, though. Absolutely devastated me. I think on the episode Kevin was here with the Royal Priesthood, he talked about how I hate getting in trouble. And I think he told a story on me with Disney Quest. Any kind of cops that are disappointed with me. Makes me very, very sad because cops are your friend. That's what I was taught. Uh, so uh, anyway, this is for you, T. Roosh. This is you right here. A friend of yours from your past named Jeff called this in. So I will turn it up and listen. Listen with your whole heart, your whole mind. Hey, and your James whole and T. Roosh, also known to me as Pastor Tom. Um, huh. I am calling in with a story about my youth pastor that it happened when we were at a, like weekend camp type thing. We were walking up the road, like past the cabins and deeper into the woods, and we came upon these two dogs that seemed <laughs> like pretty territorial, like they could attack us or something. So I glanced over at my youth pastor to see what he was going to do, and all of a sudden he flips a knife out of his pocket. And it seemed like a pretty sharp knife. That was probably like a few inches long and could do some serious damage. Needless to say, all of us that were with him proceeded to back up into a straight line right behind him. (laughs) So then eventually, 
he kind of like scares the dogs away. With and his nipples. we're walking back to camp. <laughs> and he pulls me and two of my friends aside and says, Oh, this looks like a shortcut off the camp. Let's go this way. <laughs> two hours later, and after one of us <laughs> fell into a creek of some sort, we stumble back into camp and like totally lost, wondering how we finally made it back. And everybody is wondering where we went. And our youth pastor just went back inside to the main cabin and sat down on the couch, looked up at a chandelier that was made out of yoke, and proceeded to say, its burden is light. As a group of overtired Christian kids, we thought that was the funniest thing ever, and we proceeded to laugh about... 200 times that following weekend. <laughs> well, my storytelling may not be the greatest, but I thought you guys would appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, I'll I play that just for you, bud. Anyway, bye. Oh, okay, he's done now. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Dude, I, I, and, I, and I probably turned it all around and made it all spiritual. If you hide the Lord's word in your heart, it's like a two-edged sword and so that's where the knife came in and then i was talking about the israelites wandering in the desert i guess so that's why we got lost but dude when he said it, it was a yoke it was like the thing that you take oxen yeah and and put it and and, and yoke them together uh-huh. and it was turned and, uh, into and, a chandelier yeah and so i just looked up at it and i said its burden is lights and <laughs> and we probably said it about a thousand times for the next two hours and every single time it got funnier i have a picture of it all it's uh i'll have to i'll have to get it to you so you can put it on the forums or something but it's yeah apparently we're gonna have to get like a gallery because you've referenced man. all these photos and we're gonna uh, have to just add a gallery to the show notes or something you got the bobcat yeah i do i do i have that on there well i guess oh, that's yeah. all of our uh all of our emails and all that kind of stuff um before we go i do want to um let you know that i just saw that we got a voicemail from uh, my boy uh the real mccoy so i'm looking forward to hearing that voicemail at the end of the show um thomas thanks for oh wait 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 we got to give a uh we need to give a, a button away so i say we give a button to your cough how about that <laughs> Uh, let's give a button to your paper shuffling. Oh, nobody hears that except for you. My papers oh. are on top of your microphone. They don't hear oh. this. Really? Yeah. Because I, I thought just, there was a tornado in your office. It's an underwear tornado. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, there's not. There's there's no paper shuffling. I say we give it to... Um, my vote goes to... Frosty, have you ever gotten a button before? Hurry up, quick. Answer. Okay, I say Frosty gets it for her awesome story running, falling down the, uh, falling down the hill. What do you say? Do you have a differing, so. differing vote? I'm all about I'm all about everybody being a winner. Nobody's listening, but everybody's winning. Oh, that's awesome! All right, yeah, Frosty, if you'll send in your address and uh, credit card number, we will send you out a button, and uh, you can send that to nobody's listening at gmail dot com. Make sure you're listening after the show for more information. Um, about Caleb. So thanks, T. Thanks for doing the show with me, buddy. And we'll see you back on the first of uh, first Monday of next month. Second Monday, right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. First Monday's for Trevor. Second Monday's for you. E-Rev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. Well, um, as you pointed out, 
Uh, everybody, nobody's. Uh, everybody may be winning, but the truth is still that nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Oh, that's not the right outro. That's awesome. I played it for a different <laughs> podcast. Let's try it again. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Oh my gosh! Seriously, dude. <laughs> That was so feel, rad. It's like you it's like you got caught cheating, you know. Oh my gosh. <sighs> Visit us online at nlcast.com or look us up in iTunes. While you're there, why not leave a review? Email your stories or comments to nobody's listening to us at gmail.com or call them in at 816-298-0823. Hello, James. This is the real McCoy. Just wanted to say to you and everyone who's listening why I couldn't get the button last week. First of all, I already had one from when I told the story about the soap opera in the water park. You know, Alicia, how could you do this to me? Uh, Anyway, uh, plus homeschool nerd gave me one uh, a while ago or something because he got two somehow. Anyway, see you later. And yeah, so... I didn't need that button. Would have been nice, though. Bye. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.